This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen, and this is episode 75. Now, have you ever longed to be something so badly only to end up disappointed because no matter how hard you tried, you just didn't have the right strengths or the right talents? Now, someone who has experienced this yet has come full circle and now is living her potential is Emily Cund. She'll share her story a little later in the show. Now, Emily's primary mission is to help women and children be empowered. And secondly, she passionately believes that anyone, anyone can be a leader. Emily is fully engaged in life as the founder of Pretty Strong Smart. It's a woman's empowerment initiative aimed at school-age children. Amazing. A data visualization podcaster, co-leader of the DC Data Plus Women Group, co-organizer of a data analytics workshop for teens. Now, Emily coaches people people and organizations on leadership, resiliency, productivity, and career planning. And she she founded the Tabloid Fringe Festival, which is an online conference for data visualization with the Tabloid, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, you can correct me in a moment, Emily, software tool. Now, Emily is a fitness competitor. She's a mom of two awesome kids as well. Now, on today's show, she's going to share the importance of seeing change through a different lens. Key in on your strengths, don't fight what is natural, as well as be a passionate and purposeful leader. So welcome to the show, Emily. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be here. Let's talk about your story because as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, for many of us, we might have our goal, our heart set on becoming something, you know, maybe in our career or a business, but then we recognize we don't really have the right strengths or talents. Now, this happened to you too. Share that journey with us. Right. Thank you so much. I'd be happy to. So I was getting involved with the Tableau data visualization tool, and I really wanted to be a technical resource for Mm -hmm. the Tableau user community. I thought that that's how I could contribute best. And after setting goals and trying to really do that for several years, I just kind of came to this conclusion that, you know what, if I'm not achieving my goals, it's not either it's not a high enough priority for me mm-hmm. or maybe this is not really where I'm meant to put my energy. Mm. And so um, along the same, uh, a few years in, I established the Tableau Fringe Festival, which is an online conference for Tableau users. It's free and it's just great. We've got them across the globe now. And so it was really, I realized actually last year was a, 
really a year of clarity for me where I said, you know what, this feels right. This keys in on my strengths. I love connecting people and Mm -hmm. I love helping people and making them more visible. And so, you know, I really took a step back and said, this is where I'm meant to put my energy and still, you know, I can still keep my own technical skills up, but my resource, my highest and best use is not as a technical resource. It is as a connector. Mm -hmm. And so I really then embraced that role and I feel so much better. Like it's like a weight has been lifted that I don't have to chase after this goal that um, for one reason or another, just really wasn't attainable for me when I keyed in on my strengths mm-hmm. and really focused in on what I love to do. It just seems natural and it's, it just, it feels right. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I wonder, because many people can experience that. And um, I wonder if when you're looking back and you had that initial goal of really being involved from a technical perspective, was that um, developed in you or created in you perhaps through um, expectations you might've put on yourself or maybe a, a family member or someone impacted you to think ah technical because you obviously got innate skills that are about relationship building connecting which are very specialized skills and and gifts and talents so i wonder initially what prompted you to want to be more from the technical side well um i that's a great question thank you so much um i think because data visualization is um, part art but part technical Uh and so i think that's a um the the community really values technical expertise. Mm. And so I saw that and I really wanted to be a value, a, a value and really contribute to that community. And so I think the combination of the two, seeing what the community valued and then me placing a high value on that and the expectation for myself that that is the way that I have to contribute. Um, and then it was really just taking a step back and going, you know, it's a shame if people don't see the value in connection and helping others. And I just, I had to become okay with that myself. Yeah. Um, and that was a, that was a long journey, but I feel really good. Yeah. And I think also to going full circle now, of course, when you're talking about connection and engagement, collaboration, all that very much people driven, that is now what people are now focusing on. They've realized you can have all of the technical skills and every single skill is great, you know, and, and leverage and wherever we are, we're placed, we, we've got our own lane to, to run, so to speak. But um, I think, and the reason why I'm sharing that is so often we look at what other people, their skills, their technical skills or communication skills, whatever that might be. And depending on what we expect or what we see other people value, we can often put so high bars, you know, up so high that we can never achieve it because it's not not our skills and not our gifts. And I remember decades ago when I was still working in the career industry, I used to use a report called a DISC, D-I-S-C, where we'd look at behavioral. You're probably familiar with that. And it so saddened me when I would be speaking to someone that would be reading through our report or their report and they would say, how can I change? How can I become more the high D, you know, more the leadership, mm-hmm. the direct? 
and um, and it wasn't till we took a step back and really reflected on how they could leverage their skills and they gave themselves permission such as what you've said is to recognize you know what this is where my gift skills and strengths lie I'm going to harness them and I'm sure now doing that you bring such great value through the connection and the engagement with your community and I'm sure they value from that on a, on a daily basis yes yes yeah I think so <laughs> well let's take yeah, people's you... yeah sorry Oh, I was going to say, you're so right. I think one of the pivotal moments for me was when one of my friends purchased the Strengths Finders book for me and said, Emily, just have a go at it. Mm -hmm. um, and it was going through that assessment and going through that book and realizing these are great strengths that I have and I should really leverage those. Yes. So that was a pivotal moment for me. Mm. And I think that's just so important. And let's dive into that, the importance of seeing change through a different lens. I mean, we've already touched on this, but I, I think this is worth worthwhile really spending some time diving into because many of us, through comparison, through admiring, and we can admire, but we also, if we admire other people and their skills and gifts and talents, and at the same time, it diminishes what we have and what we can bring to the world and we don't recognize it, then that admiration is actually going to be a downfall. It's going to be a block for us. So what were some things that happened? I mean, obviously you had a, a colleague or someone who's spoken to your life and gave you this incredible book that enabled you then to start to see some of those gifts and strengths that, that you had. But you would have also had to have a mindset shift too, yes, to recognize yes. that, hey, actually these are valuable. Now I can go and leverage them so what what kind of happened for you at that stage was it instant or did it was it sort of a journey so I think it's more of a journey and um, I think one of the things that helped me was um, so the reason why I created the Tableau Fringe Festival is because um, one of my friends and I uh, were not able we weren't selected to be a speaker at a conference mm -hmm. and I just thought to myself you know that person has such a great message that people need to hear it and I mean I just personally believe that we have a civic responsibility regardless of what community we're in mm. if we can make things right if we can make things better we should do what we can to um, to make that to affect that change yes so I said you know, if they didn't select you for a speaker, then I'll put together my own conference and you can speak at it. I love that. And that's how it started. So that's, I mean, that was a really big step, but I just, again, I took that as personal responsibility to try to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And that was really how my connection started to grow. Yeah, I love that, um, you know, well, you know, you weren't selected as a speaker, we'll create our own events. I mean, I love that because how many people have put themselves forward um, for opportunities yet unfortunately didn't get the opportunity and it stops them. But what you've done. So how how long has this um, Tableau, the Fringe Festival now been running? We are in, um, let's see, we started in August of 2015. Yes. So we've had three years worth of events. Um, I'm Amazing. super fortunate. We started with the US with some UK speakers. Mm -hmm. And in, I think, 2016, 
we expanded to the APAC region. Wow. And this year, I am so super excited because we are expanding to the EMEA region. Wow. So it's really become a global, and we have our sites set on Latin America as well. Yeah. So yeah. I just, you know, it's one of those things that I've got a great support system, mm-hmm. and I want to provide this information, provide this platform. So uh, I've got a great group of folks that are helping me do this. And we've got speakers now and we've had to turn down speakers, which Mm. is just heartbreaking. (laughs) Yes. But from a conference perspective, Mm. quite good. Yeah, absolutely. Very exciting. Just for people, because it's something that I, um, a question that I have, and I'm sure other people might have too. We've mentioned the word tabloid. Tableau. How do you say that? Tableau? Tableau. Tableau. Okay. Tableau. Got it. What is it? So it's a software tool. What does that do? Is is, is that the data visualization? Is it an online tool? Then share a little bit more about what the Tableau software tool is. Sure. So the Tableau is a data visualization tool. So it provides, um, basically, you put your data in or you connect to your data, and then you can explore your data and visualize your data into charts and graphs. Ah. Um, And there are some beautiful visualizations that people can do. And you can also use it for business. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a, um, you can put it on your laptop if you have a personal license or a corporate license, or you can use the Tableau Public, which is yeah. free mm-hmm. for everyone um, to, and then your data or your visualization would be public as well. So I really discovered that tool as a result of my work and just, I was, um, it's it's very cliche, I think in the tech but mm-hmm. industry, but I saw the art of possible mm. and I just got really excited and then on the weekends I would do data visualization about almost anything mm-hmm. um, and so I started doing more data visualization back in 2013 became engaged in the community I started my blog at that time mm-hmm. um, and I was just around like-minded people who love data who love data visualization mm-hmm. and so it's a great environment and it's a very supportive community Um, So it was just a really nice place. And I'm so fortunate that we've been able to, um, that I've been able to found the Tableau Fringe Festival and then also grow it. And I've got support from so many individuals. It's it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, all of these um, things that you're sharing have all pivoted from that decision to see your life through a different lens and recognizing your skills so had you not had you turned away got disappointed not decided to set up this fringe festival then um then certainly none of what we're talking about today would have eventuated let's talk about then keying in on your strengths and and of course not finding you know fighting what is natural i mean we've already spoken uh, about this but i think for someone that's listening today that has recognized all right i see myself in your story emily but i'm still very much in 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 the beginnings of this journey and you said that it did take you a little time were there support mechanisms that you had in place Um, and what sort of other steps some practical steps did you maybe start off slowly um, by by leveraging because we can often recognize a skill or a strength and it becomes because it's innate we can use that but like with any strength we can develop that to really make it shine and to you know create something incredible so for you what was your journey to develop that skills and strength and how did you remain focused what was your journey 
So um, I think it's a combination of things. One is that I've been doing a lot of, and I still do, a lot of self-development work. Mm. Um, so I read a lot of self-development books, and that really was, I mean, it was just expanding my viewpoint. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, one thing that I did. I will say Live It by Jarek Robbins is probably my all-time favorite book. Mm -hmm. um, it, just, it was amazing and just gave me a different perspective on things. I think the second part, and this to me is probably the most important, is um, to have that group that tribe. I was recently at a convention or a conference and I listened to Chris Harder speak and he talked about that group and the group determines your greatness. Mm. And I thought, yes, you know, like I, I knew that through some of my readings, but he really just hit it home with, um, with his discussion and just having that group that really that good support system. Mm -hmm. I have a tremendous support system. So I've got uh, one of my best friends, that I met through the Tableau user community. And he's great because I'm like, you know, I can use him as a sounding board to mm -hmm. say, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Does this work? And so it's great to have that person that really just cares about you mm -hmm. and in helping you do better and doesn't have any other interest. And so that to me, whether you want to call it a group, a tribe, a board of directors, a trusted circle, to me, that is one of the most important elements mm. of, of success. It's, it's having that group of like-minded people that are interested in helping you succeed. Yeah. And similarly to, I would imagine that, and we've, we've speak about this quite regularly, even in the podcast um, interview prior to this one with you, Emily, was recognizing and, and building and joining a supportive community. And similarly, if there are people that you are associating yourself with that are not uplifting you, that are not speaking, um, you know, positivity, truth, life, all that into your life, it is also separating and, and um, being okay to walk away from that too. Have you found that to be true too? I I completely agree, yes. Mm. I mean, I, there look, there are certain people you're not going to necessarily cut out of your life mm. um, that may not be as uplifting or as positive as what you'd like. However, there are mechanisms. You can maybe minimize your time mm. or just use some other kind of practice uh, in terms of, you know, I know my value, I know my worth, I know, again, you know, a lot of what I do, especially now as I'm trying to grow a couple of different um, goals that I have, it's, I know my value, I know my worth, I am focused on my objective. Mm -hmm. And it's a shame that that person can't uh, join in mm -hmm. and be supportive. Um, but I know what in my heart, what I'm doing is right, and it's good. And it fuels my soul. And those are the things that I think it's that kind of positive self-talk that I think helps get you through the day sometimes when you need to deal with somebody who's perhaps not so positive. Yeah, love that. And I think particularly if you are changing paths a little bit using different skill set, people that um, have also been around you in your community, when they see that change, they may not necessarily know why you've changed. They might have had in their mind, particularly when you're talking about our, our close friends, close, close friends and even family members, when they kind of have a predetermined path, if you will, for your career or what have you, to see you change for them, it, it, you know, it, it could be quite, you don't understand it. So it's important, everything that you've said. Let's talk about being a passionate and purposeful leader. I think what you said about having a mentor or someone, your best friend, that um, 
it's no judgment is there to support there's no ego there um, but rather that's really important too that helps I'm sure you become a better purposeful and passionate leader what are some other things that you've recognized that has been really important that you continue to step up be the leader that you are in your business you know I think one of the things that I as I take a look back and um, as I mentioned I, I'm continuing to try to grow mm -hmm. and uh, really like I feel so passionately that I am here to make a difference in this world. So um, whether that's through the Fringe Festival and providing speakers and women in particular a platform to be visible, or whether that's through one of my other businesses and trying to raise, um, have enough revenue to support girls in education and, and mm. economic and education empowerment. Those are, those are all things I am so passionate about. And what I come back to is um, I'm not here to play small. Like mm -hmm. I have a little tagline that says, <laughs> I'm here to do awesome things. And so yeah. if you're saying that you're going to do awesome things, then you need to believe that and try mm -hmm. to deliver on it. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't, even if I don't do awesome things, if I do kind of awesome things, that's still better than kind <laughs> of like, eh, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that focus on the objective. And mm. really, I think the other part, too, because I'm also, again, I'm um, coming to another kind of turning point in my life. And it's talking with my support system about here's why I want to do this. Here's why I feel so passionate about it. And I hope that you can support me. Mm. I think it's hard, it's easier sometimes to have people understand your why mm -hmm. and what's driving you. And at least they have a better understanding of it as opposed to, well, there she goes doing something. Yeah. Something that I want to um, to dive into a little bit is, and, and I think this is really going to emphasize the importance of that why, that vision, that mission. And you so clearly um, shared what that was. And uh, I'm right with you. I mean, I, you know, when you have that real feeling, you are here to make that that difference. You have got a number of different in involvements. But, and, and so here's, the why I'm sharing is because sometimes women we do have a number of different involvements and when they are quite different in in the core of them if that's not the right word it'll come out I'll get it out there hopefully in a clear way when we're stretched too thin we're not able to show up fully aligned using our strengths and talents and certainly if we don't have a support mechanism behind us and you have clearly shown us that you have but because, you know, the, the, the festival, the passion that you have for speaking into, you know, the empowerment initiative and the pretty strong smart, um, all of these are very much aligned with your vision, your purpose, your why, and therefore are not stretching yourself so thin that you're not able to give your best to each of those. Would you say that's a fair comment? Um, I certainly try. I think mm -hmm. that there's a great lesson. And again, because I am, because I've become even clearer with some of my goals, this um, in towards the latter part of 2017, you know, I am now looking at how can I make sure I show up fully. Mm -hmm. And so I am really now doing some more strategic and operational planning around these initiatives that I have to make sure that they are successful mm. because I don't want to do a, a festival that is not valuable for the community yeah. for pretty strong, smart. 
Um, again, that's more of a grassroots effort, mm. but uh, I've started to come where I have the goal um, and a mechanism to achieve that goal. And yes. so in being able to, to have a support system, know what the goal is, and it all aligns. So that makes it so much easier for me. Yeah, absolutely. And something too, I think, and this really speaks into the area of being a purposeful leader, is also recognizing when to take a step back uh, and say, okay, so what needs to change? Do I need to outsource more? Do I maybe need to get my team more involved in this area to free up my time to really focus on this? It's an evolving process, isn't it? It's not just like a set and forget. We constantly need to be doing this right that's right and and really with the tableau french festival that is where um i think in 2018 and in 19 what we'll see is um i'll see i think a shift in how that's managed because um because there is an opportunity there for me to provide more strategic oversight especially as the conference grows and of course, when I started it in 2015, I thought, I mean, I tapped shoulders to mm -hmm. get people to speak because, you know, I put it on in a couple of months. It was a very short term thing, but I was trying to meet a need. Mm -hmm. And then the community just solidified the fact that there was this need and that need has grown. And so I think to your point, um, it's this evolution. Mm -hmm. And so it's not this very chunked, well, we hit this milestone, now it's time for me to step back. I think, um, you know, there's opportunity to take a look to see, well, where do I best fit? Mm -hmm. I, I fully believe in using ourselves to the highest and best use. And certainly with um, three or four or more conferences, especially in different time zones, I can't be present for every single part mm -hmm. of the conference. Um, so, um, you know, it's just an evolution. And I think we recognize that and but give us give ourselves some time to really reflect so that we can do the best job we can for whatever it is, whether it's the Fringe Festival, uh, my isogenics business, which aligns with pretty strong smart. Mm. Um, just, you know, I think that reflection is so necessary. Yeah, so true. One of the things you said earlier is that you continue to participate in professional development. I think that's really important because we don't just get to a stage where ah, that's it, no more learning for me, particularly when right. we're in business, things change all the time. As a leader of your business, what have been some skills and therefore you think are very important skills that we have to have in our business? And maybe they're not necessarily skills that come Come innately but they need to be learned skills and they need to be skills that we are able to tap into so that we can really show up as purposeful leaders in our business yeah so I think um, you know when I look at leadership I really see two primary components mm. one is productivity and the other is about people. Mm -hmm. And so I think having a focus on being able to get things done, whether that's you for, uh, for yourself or for your team, if you're leading an organization or a team. And so really, because sometimes, especially with entrepreneurs um, or small startups, you know, you're wearing so many different hats. It's, you know, if every day feels like a fire drill. Mm -hmm. And so um, being able to just take a step back, focus on, what are the few things I need to get done so that I can be productive and not just in this overwhelmed state? I think mm -hmm. that that really helps. Um, 
And so that to me is one important skill is productivity. The other um, is part of, uh, from the people aspect, you know, for me, I think um, Andy Stanley is a CEO of a multi-site church and he once said, we have a responsibility to pour our cups into others. Mm -hmm. And so that mentoring, sometimes I think that that can be a little challenging because um, I believe that mentoring should have a really good, genuine connection. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, building up those mentoring skills uh, for some people like me, I'm actually an introvert. So um, I like to go into my office and work. Um, So that walk around by management concept getting out there and talking with folks, you know, that's something that that communication skill Mm. is uh, communication and interpersonal relationships. Those are two big skills. I think that we can never stop developing or um, ensuring that we have. Mm. And then finally, I think for leaders, especially if you are leading a team or an organization, one of the biggest things that I saw personally was, um, showing appreciation for Mm -hmm. your folks. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, it might be their job to do something on a quarterly basis, but I will tell you, I I was reflecting back the other day about the team that I once led where they did a good job, they got their quarterly report out, and then I heard a speaker say, you know, just just show them some love, Mm -hmm. um, that you appreciated the work that they did. And so I started bringing in some, I brought in cupcakes one quarter and the next quarter I brought in fruit and they really appreciated that and others took notice as well. Mm -hmm. And so showing your people love, I think that um, sometimes we tend to forget that because we think it's part of the job, Mm. Um, but appreciation goes a long way. Yeah. Great, great insights there. I think it, that is so very important. It's been such a pleasure uh, speaking with you today. And, you know, to think of all of the learnings and the insights that you have shared that have been so valuable as we continue to lead our businesses. Again, if we go full circle, it's all back to that decision that you made. You know what? I had a passion or a real um, desire to follow a career path. But you know what? I'm going to change that lens. I'm going to see life, my career my giftings, my strengths um, in a new lens to, so that I can start to really leverage, grow them and leverage them and um, make a difference in the world. So if people are listening today and they would love to reach out to connect with you because you're all about connection, what is the best way for them to do that, Emily? Oh, gosh. Well, um, you can find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um So that is probably one of the best ways to reach me. Um, Or, of course, uh, always feel free to email me, um, Mm -hmm. connect at emilycoon.com. Oh, fabulous. Good, good, good. And, of course, what we're going to do is put all of the links for you, Emily, on our show notes. And so for people who would like to click through on that, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL75, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL75. If you're listening to the audio version, of the podcast we're doing something new we're actually recording or we have recorded uh, a video uh, aspect of that actually we, we beamed it live across Facebook so you're missing out you need to go across but go to that web link ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL75 and then you can get to see Emily share her webs uh, her insights on uh, on the platform here so thank you once again for coming on the show 
Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. It and has. thank you for doing what you do. Oh, thank you. And of course, back to you as well. Um, thank you for all of the, the impact that you're making. I think the work that you're doing through and, and really imparting that knowledge and insights to school age children, I, I think uh, is incredible and so needed too. So of course, we thank you for that. Now, for those of you who are listening or viewing and you're thinking, you know what, I'm, I really resonate with what Emily is saying about making a difference in the world. Um, and you'd like to do that maybe through a podcast one of the things that I've done is put together a free mini training if you are a regular viewer or listener to the series you hear me talk about this uh, and so you may have already gotten on um, on our mini training what I've done is I've, I've got the number of steps that I do to create a podcast the pre and the post production as well as the tools that I use the low cost the no cost tools I would not suggest anything or recommend if I had not used it myself and trialed it so to get access to that free mini training annemariecross.com forward slash mini training annemariecross.com forward slash mini training thanks once again emily it's been uh, fantastic and continued success with uh, the festival as well thank you so much this podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com